It's a common sense recap of the big stories. It's Cats and Cosby on 77 WABC. And John, uh, joining us now to continuing on Cats and Cosby, we have General Keith Kellogg, a uh, former national security advisor under then Vice President Pence, also worked with President Trump, of course. Uh, General Kellogg, we are thrilled to have you here. Uh, what do you make of this big news of now a Wall Street Journal reporter who's been arrested on spying charges? Uh, Wall Street Journal says he was just doing his job. And as John was just aptly saying, it looks like a tit for tat. Where does this go? Yeah, Rito, first of all, thanks for having me today. I'm good to be with you all. Well, when you look at the reporter, you're talking about somebody who's been an experienced reporter, wasn't a rookie. You know, you know, Evan Gershkovich has, has been around the Wall Street Journal for a while before that. I was agent press. And so he's, he knows what he's doing. He also speaks fluent Russian. He actually came from Russia. And, a, and when you look at him, so he's, so he's an experienced guy. He knows his way around. He knows how to get around the country. Uh, he's obviously fluent in the language. Uh, and I think what you're looking at is you're looking at the Russians just kind of poking us right in the eye. And, and I think it's a big mistake now, with, especially what's happening with Ukraine and with Russia and with China and we see what's even happening in Iran. I've gone well beyond tit for tat. You have to make a statement, a very bold statement. And I used to call it when I was with President Trump, I used to call it super escalation. You have to go well beyond on the ladder of escalation, what they think you're going to do, because, mm-hmm. you know, they, <laughs> I hate to put it this way. Sometimes your, your, your opponent has to think you're a little bit crazy. And 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 it doesn't it doesn't hurt. So I think what they're going to have to do instead of just sitting around and waiting, and that's what's going to happen with this administration. They'll put out in Mars. They'll say, "Oh, this is really bad. The guys in this guys shouldn't do that. Uh, they're really bad on you." And we and we don't like you, Vladimir Putin. Instead of taking some type of concrete action that is that corresponds asymmetrically to what they're doing. In other words, when I say asymmetrically, you don't necessarily arrest a, uh, you know, a, a reporter from the Soviet Union or something like that. You go well beyond that. You look asymmetrically. What can you do diplomatically? Like, what can you shut down or who can you throw out of the country? General, uh, it's Tony Carbonetti. It's like killing Soleimani, right? Yeah. Make the ne- take that well, step. He, he, yeah, that's exactly right. And when, when we did it with, with Soleimani, we did that in mind. And here's, here's the Iranian the, you know, uh, leader of the Iranian National Guard right. and everything. Yep. Right. It cuts for us. And here's what was interesting. I tell people... Okay, what, after we got Soleimani, we told the supreme leader, we told the, the Iranians, if you kill an American, then you've really got a problem. So watch what you do next. And people forget what happened four days after Soleimani was killed. What happens is the Iranians shot down a Ukrainian passenger airliner coming out of Tehran International Airport. And through intercepts, we realized they thought it was us coming after the supreme leader. That's what you do. You create a problem for them. That is well beyond what they expected. And that's what I mean is, you know, you, you can throw a lot of, you know, probably the, half the, the embassy or spies, throw people out or raise the stakes in Ukraine. Just do something asymmetrically that lets them know you're not going to push us around like this and, and release the guy. So what and, would you do, General Kellogg? What would you what do you think Biden should do? And how do you think Trump would have handled it? Well, I think what Trump would, well, first of all, it, it wouldn't have happened under Trump. Okay, I guarantee you that because we wouldn't have been in the Ukraine. Uh, we would have been handling it differently. He had a he had a uh, an honest relationship with Putin. I, I was on eighteen different phone calls with him when they were talking, and Putin really respected Trump and understood that he couldn't push him to a certain point. And because you know when when, when something happened here with when they had that incident that happened in the UK with Skripal, then you know we threw out more we threw out more Russian agents than any other country did. 
And so he would have taken it pretty hard, pushed a pr- pushed it pretty hard. But if we, if let's take it of somebody else beyond besides Putin, what we would have done is we would have taken a strong asymmetric action, either militarily, economically, or diplomatically, something well beyond the pale. You know, for example, close your embassy, get out of the country. Yes, yeah, something. Not have to do that with Russian, but something something that is really goes well beyond the pale that you would expect to have happen. And then, of course, everybody runs around with their hair on fire, and you basically say, don't worry, I know what we're doing. I said, that's what I said a little bit earlier about acting crazy. But that's what you have to do with the Russians. You have to figure out what you're going to do differently that will make them react to it by saying, okay, this was a dumb idea, don't do it again. And we got the gov uh, who has a question for you, former Governor Patterson. Well, General, that's exactly what I wanted to tell you. Ed Cox, the uh, former son-in-law to... President Nixon, and who's a, a member of our panel, he's not here tonight, but I've had this conversation with him. Former President Nixon wrote in his books that he deliberately did things to make his adversaries think that he was out of his mind, that he didn't know what he was going to do next, and that it was very effective. Oh, it's absolutely. I mean, when, in four years in the White House, we did it, you know, we did it a lot of times. And <laughs> there were times I used to sit there, you know, looking at the president going, oh, my God. OK, here we go. But he, <laughs> but, but he would do. Th- but but, you know, and I've actually had heard the director of the CIA, you know, Gina Haspel one time say, oh, boy, buckle up. So oh, that's not a good sign. Uh, but that but that's what the way we played it. And I think we gained a lot of respect and people are, at, by the end of it realized that this guy wasn't going to fool around. You know, we didn't start any wars. But President Trump was, to use a hockey term, he was unafraid to drop gloves and fight. He said, if it comes to it, we're going to go into a fight. And we all understood that. And and he wasn't afraid to push the envelope. What I found was that he was the exception rather than the rule. There were a lot of people, and it's going to happen here, I'm sure, with President Biden as well. There's a lot of people don't want to push that to that level because they're all afraid of the consequence. They, my comment is they wring their hands in a negative manner. For example, when we moved the embassy in Israel from uh, Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, everybody said, oh, yep. boy, this is going to cause a third intifada. And nothing happened. Zero. Right. You got to have courage. You got to have yeah. courage. General Kellogg, we love you. We really appreciate your important perspective on such a big breaking topic. Um, you got to come back on, on soon. We, we just love having you here on the show. Thanks for having me. Good Thank to be with you. you. Thank you. General Thank you. Keith Kellogg.